Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Female Founders Network, a podcast brought to you by invoice to go I'm your host, Nat, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sylvie. Hey, everyone. We record our show in the Forbes Street studio in downtown Sydney, Australia, but we bring guests from all over the world. So you'll hear people from the U.S., the United Kingdom, Europe, the Asia Pacific, anywhere that we find women who lead and inspire others. This is a great podcast for women who are navigating business ownership, leadership, or just life. Each episode should connect you with someone else's story, but also leave you with practical tips and advice that you can use in your own life and in your own business. Hi guys, today we have a very special guest. Raina Marufo is a self-taught Facebook ads expert, a thought leader, and a speaker for the Latina and Latino community, and a recent recruit on our team right here at Invoice to Go. Although Invoice to Go just swooped Raina up out of the freelance market, she was a successful entrepreneur and business owner for five years. She has a wealth of knowledge to share on customer acquisition through Facebook, building a business without the classic university education formula, and the balance she thinks companies should strike between brand and growth marketing in order to successfully attract customers. We really enjoyed speaking with Raina as her incredible spirit, entrepreneurial drive, and can-do mindset shines through at every single moment. We hope you enjoy the episode. Hey, Reina, how are you today? Hello, I'm doing great. Uh, And where are you calling in from? I am from Los Angeles, California. Uh, We love LA. (laughs) Have you had like a crazy winter storm there as well? Or is that just the rest of the US at the moment? (laughs) (laughs) I know, I think it's the rest of the US. I'm like, (laughs) I'm so sorry, everybody. Like, (laughs) this is why we pay like five times more than what you're paying. I hear you, girl. I live in Sydney, Australia. It's the same thing. Um, Yeah, so for everybody listening, uh, Reina is an, a unique guest for us, and that is because we've just hired her at Invoice to Go. Woo! World <laughs> Cup and celebration. Yay! Yay. Um, but prior to that, you were contracting, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I'm really excited um, to talk about how you built your contracting business, um, what it was all about, and then how you actually became such an avid speaker and thought leader um, in that time. And yeah, mm-hmm. so just dive in. Tell us how you became the woman that you are today. Start anywhere, childhood, birth, wherever you want to start. <laughs> well, let's go back to January 11. <laughs> no, the first, the day I was born. No, um, yeah, I mean, well, thank you everyone again for for bringing me on. And it's an honor to share my story. And I really hope it inspires people to keep going um, and just enjoying the journey, right? Um, This entrepreneur journey. um, And it all started when I was like 15 years old, when I, I wanted to um, start a women empowerment club, like in my my high school. Stop it. (laughs) Can I ask you what year this is? Um, Jeez, like 20, 2011, 10. This is amazing. I love that story. God, I wish I would have been that cool. I was like cheerleading. Yeah. <laughs> I was doing nothing cool. Anyway, keep that's going. Cool, that's cool. I mean, I mean, and it actually started because I remember going into like the girl's restroom and I saw this like girl crying and 
I was like, why are you crying? And she said, you know, she's like, my boyfriend, he broke up with me and I just like hate myself. Mm. And she was just so not, you know, like in the best mood. And I just felt really like, why are you saying all these negative things? And I, I just felt like she needed. And so we just had like a talk, a girl talk. And I was like, we need to do more of this. And you know, and I just like went to my counselor and just decided to start this like um, women empowerment club after school. And I would like Google different um, workshops and workshop ideas. And then I kind of like started that's how like my marketing started growing because yeah. I would make flyers and like share and kind of just put myself out there. And and um and is this After in LA? That, I, I, Can I ask? Is this, this LA? is in LA? Okay. All right. Gotcha. Well, not LA. It's like twenty minutes from. Okay, from it's LA. Down in LA. <laughs> no, I gotcha. Yeah, <laughs> I know. If you're from <laughs> LA, you're kind of like everything's LA. Um, but. But after that, I would, I, one of the workshops I did was a vision board workshop. Have yeah. you ever done a vision board workshop? Yes, and actually, uh, vision we, board. yeah, we have one coming up in the Female Founders Network group as well, <gasps> really, really shortly Yay. from when this podcast is airing. So I, I've never done one. I've never had a vision board. Oh, well, are you yeah. going to the workshop? Do you know, have <laughs> you heard, like, have you, <laughs> yes, go to the workshop. And so I remember doing a vision board workshop and a lot of the, the young girls didn't really have, like, big goals. Like, they weren't really dreaming really big or mm. traveling or, like, travel goals or just different things and you know I I grew up in a very low-income community and like um a lot of like basically Latinos um Mm -hmm. and I don't know we just like didn't our parents didn't really have like the funds to take us to like travel or or just different opportunities and resources um Mm. and I remember wanting to travel to Europe and learning about Europe and and I after that a workshop too it inspired me to create a Europe club and basically fundraise to go to Europe. And my principal like looked at me like I was crazy. And she reminded me like, Hey, well, they're low income students. Like it's like, they can't really afford. I'm like, well, we're going to fundraise. And for three years, we literally like sold chips and food and candles and just like so many different like fundraising things. And Hmm. And long story short, like three years later, 12 students traveled to Europe. Oh, my God. We went to like Italy, France, and the UK. And I remember being 17 years old and being in front of the Eiffel Tower, like this young Latina, like, hmm. a, like, quote, like low income, like everyone telling me I wasn't going to be able to go or wasn't going to be able to afford it. And being in front of the Eiffel Tower and just being like, oh my God, like I could do anything. Yeah. Like it doesn't you matter. Did that. Yeah. That's why you where found your resolve. From. Yeah. Huh. That's insane. And that's where like, I just like have been very go-getter since that young age. And that's why I tell that story because mm. it really was like the fire to all of now my entrepreneur journey. And, yeah. and after that going to college and, and then I actually, um, did end up dropping out of college after my second year. I just really felt like I wanted to invest in, I saw, I mean, I just, I just was in college and I wasn't, I was not passionate about the classes. And I really felt like 
this is not going to really get me towards where I want to go. And I wanted to like have my own business or just have like create a different a lifestyle for myself and yeah. a different lifestyle than like the typical, um, the typical, I don't know, like getting, working for, uh, a, a company that didn't really align with my, my goals and my values. And so, um, I decided to leave and, and basically invest in like email like different courses that's when all the like online courses started coming up and blogs yeah. and yeah I bought I invested in a like email marketing course that was a social media course then little by little like Facebook ads and 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 in the whole time as well like always hosting women empowerment workshops for my community as well yeah so a little bit of like for me I've been you know marketing and then also to earn an income and then people wanted me to like help them out with their own promotional services and stuff. So that's mm-hmm. kind of where where it all started. And now um, I've been doing Facebook ads for about three to four years, focusing on that because that's just where like marketing is at right now. And marketing is always changing. And you know, so um, and now I've been fortunate enough to get offered the opportunity with invoice to go and help them grow and, and advance and share all their awesome features. <laughs> yeah. Can I just say you are such an impressive hustler mm-hmm. in life, like to be like, I want to do this and I'm going to do it, <laughs> you know, like from that age. But also to spend three years yeah. just carry on grinding. Like that, I, that's what really impresses me about that story. Is yeah. that I think if I think back to my self at that time I would have maybe like tried really hard for like six months and then thought oh it's yeah not, it's just not getting to where I wanted to get <laughs> like move on to the next yeah. thing so that's like oh my gosh t- it was it's true but I think what fi- like made me even more fired up was like there were some people that were that believed in me and then there were people though that didn't mm, like even right. teachers even teachers were like doubtful and it, it the best feeling was to come back like the next you know after the summer and just yeah. be like yeah I went I oh. went to you <laughs> isn't that good isn't that it. good like when someone yeah. just doubts you and you're like okay all right mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say anything I'm yeah. just gonna grind I'm just gonna show you mm-hmm. yeah 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 that's amazing um so tell me about your startup business I mean tell me about like you you started doing Facebook ads just because you you went out there and got the knowledge um and did it for yourself mm-hmm. and then you were so successful at it for your own um endeavors that people started hiring you how did that come about like was it like a friend hired you at first and then all of a sudden you've got a ton of people asking or like, how did you build that business? Yeah. So after um, college, I decided that I wanted to, I kind of started like the first year I was like obsessed with Gary Vaynerchuk, right? Oh gosh. Crush it. I'm like seeing his videos. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I was like, I would listen to like 10 podcast episodes a day like I was just like obsessed with his 
he, he, you know, he, he's all about marketing and everything. And girl, I and, went through the um, Vaynerchuk phase. I remember the Vaynerchuk phase. I think we all did. <laughs> no, he was I like, hate him. We oh, all <laughs> don't say that. I can't so right. What if he's a listener, Sophie? <laughs> then he'll, he'll deal with it. That's his style. <laughs> oh, I, wait, yeah, he's a savage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, he was the first one to come, I th- or not the first one, but he was one of the first ones and a very notable one because mm-hmm. of who he is as a person, like his personality, but to come mm-hmm. out and say like, hey, the the world of marketing is changing. You know, you need to build an audience. You need to build a brand online. You need to build trust. And then yeah. you need to, to utilize that in these ways. Yeah. Which was smart at the time. Yeah. Like, and I think someone sent me his video about like the co- whole college. Like he's like, you know, call like you don't have to go. And that was in a mm-hmm. time where I was very like, I had just left school. Uh-huh. So I was in a very kind of like vulnerable space. Yeah. And I was like, yes, like, yeah. okay, he believes. Like, he gets it. <laughs> yeah. He gets this. Yeah. And he, cause he sees the future. And I was just like, I don't feel like I need, like, something in my gut was just telling me, like, I'm not gonna need this. Like, I can, yeah. I have the self discipline. And I don't, I do not tell people, like, drop out of college or whatever. Yeah. Like, I just say, like, you're still gonna have to put in the work. But yeah. Are you self disciplined enough? And do you want it enough? And I knew that I'm just, a very crazy person to be honest where I'm like I'm gonna yeah I will sacrifice like going out yeah or Mm -hmm. or, you know and putting in the work and going to a coffee shop or yeah we're putting that extra work on the weekends like I know myself so so um it 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 has been a lot of sacrifice and and after that I I did um I started off with like a blog and I was like I'm gonna do a blog for um like Latinos and Latinas and like personal development. I wanted to talk about like going to the, my journey basically of after leaving school. And then after that, I started like YouTube channel mm-hmm. and then a podcast and, mm-hmm. and kind of like, and I allowed myself because Gary V was like, try everything, mm-hmm. like do everything yeah. and figure out what's like your, what you like and what you're good at. And then like, then focus on that. So I was yeah. allowing myself to, explore and and then um I've been also but when it comes to like building the business um I I just started connecting with a lot of different other entrepreneurs in the online space and in in the Latino community and like so many I know so many people that I met through Instagram right we all have like our Instagram BFFs that like we've never even met but we just like know their whole lives yeah I have one we're due like, we're due like the same day with our, our children. Oh We've never God. met. We chat all the time. She's like a massive influencer though. She has like that. And I just sent her, I was wearing the same sweatpants one day. And I sent her mm-hmm. like a snap and I was like, Hey, coincidence, I watch your stuff all the time and just sent it to her and she just like replied to me. So now like I'll send her stuff and she'll reply all the time and, and she does all kinds of stories and stuff. Oh but isn't that Lord. weird the world that we live in? That we just make these random friends. <laughs> yes and I love and so then I just like love the power of social media and yeah. how you can like some people you know bash on it and they don't like it and mm-hmm. whatever but it's like okay well who are you following yeah like what type of content are you are you taking in and it can also follow people that are gonna move you forward yeah and so mm-hmm. um after that I, I started doing like social media management mm-hmm. like for for different businesses but I really saw like the struggle of starting like the engagement like mm-hmm. not being as mm-hmm. as 
just the numbers weren't going up and then ads like that's when um started coming in and I was like I really want to learn all of this and it was intimidating like if you've ever gone into business manager Facebook business manager and, and mm, like yes. at this level <laughs> at this point now like I I would really like it's just so intimidating if you've never taken like a, any course or any class yeah. on it but it's a very powerful tool yeah and when I really dove deep into it I was like whoa I'm like why isn't everybody doing this <laughs> right right we yeah. all need to be experts in this I actually remember when Facebook monetized like when they first <laughs> like launched their ad service and how different it is it really is like being a data analyst or like some sort of highly specialized um, profession now like mm. it used to be like hey yeah. just pop an ad you know here's your whatever and, and it was really simple and now I go into ours and I'm like uh, mm. asking my team like what is this again you know yeah. the thing is with <laughs> yeah. Facebook ads as well is that you constantly have to be optimizing and it's, mm. it's not something yeah. that you can just set and forget yeah. and I think that's the trap that a lot of entrepreneurs including myself have fallen into where you just you put an ad on and then don't look at it for like a week and then you're like oh wait <laughs> what happened to this yeah what are your kind yeah. of so over the years like since you've been doing this and you've seen all the changes in in Facebook ads what are the things that you are testing the most and where do you where do you start when you when you're testing on Facebook ads to like basically split test and find the best optimizations yeah so depending of course on like the goal of of the campaign um like give me an example of like a goal okay so the goal is um to get a so you want to get a conversion of some sort so it could be someone to like buy something from mm -hmm. a website okay so yeah there's there's different um campaigns right like a video view campaign a traffic and 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 conversions the thing with conversions it's that they're the most expensive and of course everybody wants to do convert like they want their their things to for people to buy their items or sign up for their course or sign up for their membership but it it takes um it's the most money so in order for to a little bit more strategy to happen um, either building up and sometimes also depending like how big is your audience like mm -hmm. okay if you just opened up like a Facebook and Instagram page and you know it's gonna be a little bit harder to convert um, people to that because they you haven't warmed them up it's kind of like a journey a client journey mm -hmm. and let's say if you have a, a good a good like couple thousand followers on on Instagram and and an email list of like a, a, a couple hundred then um then okay we have a, a, a some type of audience to work with mm -hmm. um and with you can build up a like from I, one of my favorite strategies from building up a very cold audience because there's that a point there's people that get at a point to where where they kind of cap out on like all their followers like there's just they're ready to scale like all their followers already know what mm -hmm. they do what their business is but they either have already bought or they just haven't signed up and so people are like okay well I just need to reach more people at a faster rate so that's where ads come in and to build this cold audience and convert them to a warm 
you could do it in different ways, like a traffic campaign or a video view campaign and then retargeting. And this is where like the whole, like the really the bigger side of like a professional ad manager is like, Mm-hmm. they know how to retarget correctly yes um with 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 these audience that you grew um from the first campaign and then maybe maybe your first your first campaign of like traffic or video was like something you know something more of a value like it wasn't like hey sell like buy like sign up for this or you weren't really asking for anything you were more giving value mm-hmm. and then 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 when you would retarget and this audience is a little bit warmed up then you would um tell them to sign up for a workshop or your course or your class or something yeah um so taking them through that journey is really important yeah yeah i think the most the one of the most misunderstood things right now um from where i sit is um user acquisition because um, or customer acquisition, whatever it is, you know, finding new customers and getting them to buy from you. Um, what you're saying and what you're talking about right now, the first ad that you're talking about oftentimes can is brand, mm-hmm. right? So it's brand related. So it'll talk about, you know, here is um, some kind of cool offering, follow me. So it's like helping your audience or engaging them in some way or compelling mm-hmm. them or even entertaining them. Mm-hmm. It could be something that yeah. just entertains them and gets them excited about about you and liking your page or whatever. And then when you retarget, that's when you can sell. And it's like the difference between brand marketing and um, either growth marketing or user acquisition, right? You can't, you can't do user acquisition, mm-hmm. <laughs> quote unquote, Unless you've done brand really well. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a lot harder to just sell people right away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's something that exactly. like, I feel like a lot of business owners, but also if you if you are working in the service, like, for a client, then all people want to see is conversion. And it can sometimes be quite hard to get, like, sign-off to spend more on brand than it is to just, like, put all of that budget onto conversion. Yeah. What, if you are a startup brand, Reina, what kind of if you were thinking as in terms of percentages what kind of percentage would you spend on top of funnel middle of funnel and bottom of funnel in order to um, maximize the like the whole kind of journey for a buyer or you could break it down by brand or that first touch versus the the sell <laughs> like the type of ad spent yeah, yeah like if you had a hundred thousand dollars to spend on yeah. ads how much would you spend on the first yeah. brand touch ad versus the second uh, yeah. retargeting ad or a thousand dollars if you like i mean yeah. Small, yeah like small business I'm like, you're right um, you guys are right are <laughs> i was just trying to make it an easy percentage but yeah, yeah. that's a hell of a small business if you got a hundred grand <laughs> yeah okay a thousand diff- bucks. yeah there's <laughs> So I always recommend um, starting off with like, when it comes to like a traffic or video view, like a minimum, like $15 a day. So around okay. um, like 10 to $15 a day. So around three to $500 per month. Mm-hmm. And that's like minimum. And as a, when I, you know, as a, when I was freelancing more often, like I was, that was kind of like, if you don't have that budget as an ad spend, like we're just, it's not yeah. like I'm, it's not going to really do very well and then with the rest we would do like a conversion campaign so the more and in conversions again they're more expensive so 
the more the better like yeah at least 25 dollars a day I would say yeah um and and I always just I think that's also a really big part of the the this Facebook ads and they're only getting more expensive so I'm like oh my gosh yeah but it's they're getting more expensive and um, the more you can do, the more ad spent you have, the more we can test. We can test different audiences. Mm. We can test different ad creatives. Yeah. But if there's just like a limit, then um, you don't, you have, you're kind of limited to, to what you can test and how much, because, because Facebook ads has to put money into each ad creative, each ad, e- each ad set. And so, um, it's it's a lot of like you do have to have a budget and it is getting a little bit more expensive but they're the results are are insane compared to anything else any yeah. other marketing platform so out there to be I've honest. roughly heard and it sounds like what you about what you're saying right now I've roughly heard you need to spend 30% of your marketing budget on on brand marketing mm-hmm. you know so 30% of your ads mm-hmm. on brand ads and then the other 70% on conversion mm-hmm. I think because it is so expensive mm-hmm. um but yes. that's it's not an especially exact depending science. like how much your product or your course or whatever you're trying to do mm-hmm. um is but the better like I feel like as an ads manager my job is to keep it obviously like as least expensive and so that's where like the whole strategy on that the cold audience to a warm like mm-hmm. and the, the setting up those ad those ad, um, audiences and then retargeting them correctly like yeah then you can keep that number low compared to just like you're you're showing these ads to like very random people yeah. <laughs> that yeah. are like not going to take action so how do you know when when someone is a truly warm audience is that like the frequency they've seen things is it like when they've interacted with your website a number of times how would you define that yeah that's, that's a good question um so the warm audience i would consider like in the as an ads manager would be Yes, you can. Anybody that's visited your website, um, anybody that's visited your Facebooker, and this is because the pixel is installed. So that's like a whole other topic, right? The pixel, mm-hmm. um, making sure it's. And for those who don't understand what a pixel is, it's basically like a code that's integrated with Facebook Business Manager and your landing pages or your website, and that's what tracks people's like movement on social media and that's how you're targeted on ads that like literally you were thinking about like they're just so specific right to you um and so with the warm audience like uh, what's considered a warm audience would be yeah anybody that's like visited your pages and also let's say they signed up for a freebie that you offered or a a free workshop Mm -hmm. um or something like that email is probably the best like way you can get them because once you have that email you can like literally also retarget an email list Mm -hmm. um and do then you could do like lookalikes and it's just like a very powerful but you know people are very also like picky with their email and like where they're gonna submit to so Mm, yeah um, but those are all considered warm and then also when it's a video view campaign like if they've watched 10 seconds of a video or 25 percent of Mm -hmm. a video like that could also be considered a warm audience yeah beautiful um 
I want to switch gears a little bit, unless there's anything else we want to mm-hmm. talk about with ads and your your expertise, because there's something else really interesting about you too. Okay, well, I just have one last question. Oh, about well, fine, <laughs> selfie, fine, fine. Be be selfish then. So it's just really quick because um, we're in the midst of a new Apple update, iOS 14, and it's been quite yeah. documented and spoken about. And if anyone is on ads manager ever you'll have seen countless messages from facebook saying the way that ads deliver is about to change because of this new update reina can you explain like what is happening and then any tips that you have for small business owners and how we can work with this new yeah. update so beautiful apple <laughs> decided to come up with this update where where basically they're going to give people the option if like in simple, the simplest terms, like put it, is that once you get that update, you're going to go into your Facebook app and it's going to ask you, hey, do you want Facebook to, to have access and track what you do? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't know, but I feel like a lot of people are going to say no yeah. or they're going to select no. And basically that pixel that was installed, like they can't, like they don't have permission to track it. So that means that all those like whenever anytime you had liked like you liked a post or you saw a video like Facebook was able to see that and basically like target you with ads that most likely were going to align with what you would like yeah and because of that loss of tracking it's going to have a big effect on Mm, the ability to target can like target Yeah. yeah So do you think we're going to go back to a mass marketing approach? I mean, what do we do? If you don't know anything about people, does Facebook become irrelevant? Do we have to move to other platforms? No, seriously. Like, what happens? I mean, I believe Facebook is also a very powerful um, company. And I think they're already, like, in the works and I you know I still have like Facebook ad coaches and stuff and I'm actually part of like a mastermind um to be still like because Facebook ads always changing and so just brainstorming with other ads managers too Mm -hmm. um and a lot of them I mean they're saying it's not too much to worry about because but it's also like we kind of don't know what we don't know yet because mm-hmm. we still haven't seen like it's barely happened on January. So we're still kind of seeing like how the reporting's playing out mm-hmm. and how it's really going to affect. But there are some things on Facebook and um, part where they're trying to like there's just a lot of more back end things like, for example, verifying a domain, um, any custom conversion you need to like you need to verify it as well. Like just like a lot of backend stuff within as an ads manager, but um, it will affect um, the numbers. But I think the biggest thing would be it's going to affect the reporting as well. So mm-hmm. like usually in an ads manager, you would be able to see all the data there. But then um, now we're just going to have to see it through like, for example, in voice to go, like the app installs or like the the other third party platforms, mm. like instead of Facebook ads. So that's also going to affect it. Um, just like, for example, if you're trying to grow your email list, you'll you won't be able to really see it, the reporting on Facebook ads, but you'll be able to see it on your email marketing. Yeah. Um, so I, that's kind of 
I mean, it is just a lot more work, but I do feel like Facebook ads is probably going to try and find mm. a different way to work around this. They will prevail, yeah. you think? I just find it really interesting. Yeah, that, I don't think it's going to like end. Yeah, the whole, like, obviously this is like a whole of a topic of discussion, but, and maybe I'm biased <laughs> because I'm a marketer, but don't people want relevant ads? Like, I want relevant ads. I don't want to yeah. see like ads for gardening tools. I want cute dresses and like cool I, trips to yeah. go share. Like, and this is a cultural difference, Sylvie, because... Mm. There was a ton of backlash on data, um, Mm -hmm. data collection Mm -hmm. due to election stuff and like all kinds of like there's a bunch of conspiracy theories around it and like all kinds of uh, paranoia Mm -hmm. around this. So it's it's a hot topic in the U.S. in the way that it isn't necessarily in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And other places. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but I just yeah. I just feel like surely they could just not allow political advertising, but let just us, yeah, let us like just products and type. services still be yeah. able to <laughs> ban that type yeah. of advertising. Maybe yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the what the uh, decision was there. Yeah. but I really we don't have that many minutes left with you, so I want to make oh. sure that we squeeze this in. So you have a very powerful voice and have developed your voice also as a consultant and public speaker and thought leader for the Latina and Latino community. Um, I want to talk about that. Um, So what compelled you to do that? And and how did you do it? And I mean, you're amazing at it. How did you teach yourself to get up on stage and do what you do? And, and, you know, kind of put yourself out there like that? (laughs) So um, it started, I guess, like, when I was in in college, I was always trying to apply for um, scholarships. Mm -hmm. And I remember I wasn't doing very well. Like I was actually I had it was was my second year of college was really, really, really tough. I like literally went through um, depression. Like I Mm -hmm. really know what that feels like. Mm -hmm. Um, I went through depression and um, I was because I was struggling, I had like two jobs. I was trying to keep up with my grades. Yeah. And um, so I was, I was applying for, a, for, I was trying to apply to scholarships, but there were no, I had to have a minimum, like a certain GPA and I could, yeah. I didn't. And so there was this one scholarship that it wasn't a scholarship. It was more of like a competition. Um, and it was like, submit a video of something you're passionate about. And, um, and then you 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 would be able to go to a a conference in Philadelphia, mm-hmm. and it was going to be an entrepreneurship conference. And so I entered. I I was actually I did a a video of like a a project that I had started in college called Swap Not Shop, and and I recorded the video and I and I won. I won. And the only reason why again why I applied was because it didn't require a GPA. Mm-hmm. um that scholarship and so I ended up winning and they were gonna fly me to Philadelphia and then they asked me hey can you give like a 10 minute speech and about your like journey and I was freaking out like this is like <laughs> I'm not I don't know anybody I and then it was even crazier when I went and nobody was Latina or Latino nobody looked like me yeah. and um and they were all on ch- like millionaires, literally millionaires, and business owners, and I was just I I was so nervous, but um, I ended up sharing my story, and 
literally like everybody was standing and and clapping and just like your story is so powerful and just opened up a little bit more personal about like just my family life and like just the struggle of growing up as well um Mm -hmm. and and also shared about like the women empowerment club and europe club and everything and they they really believed in me and and that just inspired me to to again to continue this entrepreneurship journey and and so that kind of like started it first and and then after that I would host workshops and then it required some type of like you know public speaking but I would always actually like host a panel Mm -hmm. so I wasn't really speaking I would just (laughs) ask the questions yeah but um but little by little like just um starting to and also like opening up on social media like I started doing more like Instagram stories and like sharing a little bit more of like my kind of a a certain topic I wanted to talk about or something I read in a book and that caught my attention and then people would respond and then we would have like these really awesome conversations and and you know little by little like you start feeling like oh like is anybody even listening or is anybody like does anybody care but you get those messages that, hey, like, thank you for sharing that. Like, and, and I actually screenshot all of those and I save them because whenever you feel like you're having imposter syndrome or you're feeling like, like, like just, you know, you're doubting yourself. Then I look at those messages and I'm like, no, this is helping somebody. Like somebody is listening. And, and specifically for the Latino community, to be honest, like there's just nobody like that talks about, entrepreneur like it's very I guess the biggest dream for our parents coming from you know my parents came from Mexico they just want you to go to school and get a like secure job right like that is their dream like they just don't want you to struggle anymore yeah and I totally like people were some people were really against me dropping out because they were just like how could you leave and like your parents sacrificed everything and Mm. worked so hard yeah but I wasn't happy, you know, and I was what quote unquote being selfish, but there was also, but then it opened up the conversations for other Latinas and Latinos to, to, they just think, I'm like, I'm not saying drop, like quit your job, but Hey, you can start another stream of income yeah, um, or start like something that you're talented on. Like it doesn't have to just focus on your job. And then especially now with COVID, like, or the pandemic, like, so, so many people lost their job. And yeah. I'm like, yeah, but would imagine if you did have that extra stream of income, like you wouldn't right. be so suffering as much financially. Yeah. You know, what's crazy. Like my parent, neither of my parents went to college either. And, you know, they both mm-hmm. had struggles and didn't really do well um, or focus on academics. It wasn't mm-hmm. a focus mm-hmm. and like completely different background, but I felt the same pressure. You know, like nothing has, Yeah. I it, it took me until I was 36 to get my master's because I had children and career and everything else, people to support, but nothing has made them yeah. prouder really. Um, they're like, we have a daughter with a master's degree, mm. you know? And I think that that's yeah. like a really common struggle no matter um, what your background is specifically. If your parents didn't go to college, you feel that pressure, you know? to like do something they felt they oh, couldn't yeah. do. Yeah. For I sure. mean, I do believe in like just ed- you need 
you, I do believe you need educate. Like I did invest. I did feel like me investing in my Facebook ad courses course, and marketing yeah. coaches. Like yeah. that was my own education. Yeah. But people, society doesn't doesn't understand that, you know. But I mean, um, like everyone's all about like going to college, and it's just I to me like the college industry is a business too, and they're just yeah. Yeah. super super expensive. And right. I just it didn't make sense to me. I was yeah. like, yeah. how am I going to pay a hundred thousand dollars? Right. This? How am I going to be in debt then, for the rest like, of my life? <laughs> you made your yeah. impact. Yeah. And yeah. Then, yeah, it just didn't make sense. And so I'm very it was really hard, like just to to really ignore all of those, um, like just people judging even my family. And um, but my my whole purpose with helping the Latino community is to have them dream bigger and have them think differently. And like there's so many talented people in my community. Yeah, that I just know that they don't have the resources, but I'm just like, okay, well, I share. And that's why I love social media. Because, hey, I read this book. Read this book. Mm -hmm. Hey, I'm going to this conference. Let's go to this conference. Like, mm -hmm. And there's so many people that they follow me. And they're like, wow, I learned something new. Or I, I follow this person now because you shared. And, like, they just, I just know, like, it's not talked about as much in our family. But, you know, you got to, like, it's, it's, it's also at the end of the day, I tell them, like, you can't just victim blame and, like, yeah. Play victim. Like you got to also put in the work and okay. Yes. We grew up like in a certain community, but okay. Now like it's our time to change it and let's, but you, you gotta like find those opportunities and connect with those people. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you are so inspiring and, um, wow. I'm so happy that we hired you. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I'm feeling really smug right now that we, we convinced you to join our team. Um, but yeah, so cool. And there's so many different ways to get there, you know, yeah, like you can, totally. yeah, you can create your own path and, and forge your own way. Um, nice. Yeah. Well, Anyway, Reina, I'll see you in the office on Monday, <laughs> in the virtual office. <laughs> Thank you. <For laughs> it was again. so good having you on the show. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. This podcast was brought to you by Invoice2Go. We're an invoicing and billing app that helps business owners work and get paid from anywhere, at any location around the globe. We're helping close the gender-based pay gap. Because the current U.S. pay gap sits at around 19%, Listeners of the Female Founders Network podcast get exactly 19% off of any subscription. Just enter the code EMPOWERWOMEN at checkout.